Mr. Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Here we go. Welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 829 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. You know I've got a great episode lined up for us. In today's show, I'm going to give away free seeds. Hang out. We'll talk more about the free seeds later in the episode. I do want to remind you that the Dude Groves Cup is happening in Fort Collins, Colorado. That's right. The Dude Groves Cup in Fort Collins, Colorado, June 1st. The dude will be there. Scotty Real will be there. I will be there. Mike will be there. The Irie Army will be there. I invite you to join us at the Dude Groves Cup June 1st in Fort Collins, Colorado. Make sure you check dgccup.com for all of the information. I also want to remind you that the Valentine's Day sale is still happening at irydirect.com. That's right. Make sure you check out irydirect.com. You can get a package of two seeds for $14. There are several varieties still available. Make sure you check the website irydirect.com for current pricing and current availability. All right, I think we covered all the news and advertising here at the start of the show. Let's work our way into the pet peeve section of today's podcast. Sometimes when I go to a grow space, when I go to a grow room, when I'm scrolling on social media, I will see something happening in a grow room, in a grow environment, in a commercial grow that simply drives me crazy. I want to know what are your grow room pet peeves. If there is something that drives you crazy about a grow, send that to me. Go to my website, irigenetics.com. There's a tab that says grow questions or grow help. Click on that tab. Use that tab to send me your grow room pet peeve. If I read your pet peeve here on the podcast, you will get a coupon code for a free pack of irigenetics premium seeds at irigenetics.com. Today's pet peeve came from a longtime listener, a longtime supporter. They call themselves Chivo Del Norte. Their comment says, Aloha Rasta Jeff. Thank you for your dedication to the craft. Much respect, bro. Thank you for noticing. And once again, thank you for the longtime support. I do notice and appreciate that. It goes on. It says, my pet peeve is when I go into my friend's grows and I see extension cords everywhere. It looks like a bird's nest. I just can't, I just can't when I see that. It drives me crazy. And when I ask where the fire extinguisher and the smoke detector are, they say it is in the other room. Uh, yeah, that, that is uh, nerve-wracking when you go to a grow space and it looks like spaghetti all over the floor. It just looks like a jungle of extension cords. Uh, it looks like a big knot. It looks like a big fire hazard. Uh, first of all, it just looks like shit. Have some pride in your grow space. Don't make it look like trash. Then second of all, uh, you're going to trip over that. That's a tripping hazard. You're going to be carrying a bucket of water. You're going to be thinking about something else. You're going to be looking at the plants, staring at the plants like we do. You're going to trip over that cord. You're going to fall on your face. Uh, when you fall... When you trip, you're going to pull the fan, pull that whatever it is. It's going to fall on some other shit. You're going to fall. You're going to break some shit. Uh, you're going to spill whatever you got in your hands. That's a trip hazard. That's a problem. Don't do that. Also, all of those extension cords are fire hazards. That is a fire risk. Let's not over extension cord our grow space. Let's be very conscious uh, of and aware of the electricity consumption and how it's being distributed and dispersed through the grow space, especially if you are in an old house. Uh, old houses are not designed to run 1,000 watt, uh, two, three thousand watt grow lights in a in a room. That's not what they should be doing. Modern homes, they should be able to handle probably a thousand watt light per bedroom, maybe more, uh, depending on your breakers. Go check your breaker box. Anyway, I'm not qualified to give you electrical advice, but I am qualified to say clean up after yourself. Get those cords off the floor. They look like shit. You're gonna trip over them, and they are a fire hazard. So that is a great grow room pet peeve. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, it looks like a bird's nest. It looks like a bag of spaghetti dumped on the floor. 
Let's clean that up. Let's get that organized. Try to get all of your cords up off the ground away from where water could be. In a commercial grow environment, when you build the grow, you're required to put all of your light sockets and receptacles uh, three feet or higher off the ground, I believe it is. I think it's got to be three feet. So in your house, if you're going to plug in the vacuum, plug in a fan, plug in a light, most of the time you bend over, the sockets are down there. In a commercial facility, they're up way higher. In the event that you do get a bunch of water in that grow, the water and the electricity do not meet. Set yourself up for success. My friend Chivo Del Norte, that is a great comment. That is a great contribution to the show. Uh, check your email, check your spam, because you, my friend, did get a coupon code for a free pack of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds from Irie Direct. Dot com. All right, that was the pet peeve section of the podcast. Now it is time to work our way into the email question and answer portion of the show. Once again, I'm going to mention my website, iregenetics.com. On that website, there is a row of tabs up top. One of them says store. One of them says merch. There's a bunch of tabs up there. One of them does say grow help. If you click on that grow help tab, there's a short questionnaire. It will ask, uh, what is the VPD of your grow room? What is the temperature? What's the humidity? Are you growing indoors or outdoors? Just a few questions to give me an idea of how to better answer your question. Go to that Grow Help tab. Send me your Grow Help question. If I read your question here on the podcast, guess what? You will win a coupon code for a free pack of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds at iriedirect.com. The first question on today's podcast, of course, came from the Grow Help tab. It came from our friend who wants to be called Inner City Buds. Shout out to, oh, it's Inner City Buds. I apologize. Shout out to my new friend, Inner City Buds. The question is a general grow question, and it says, yo, grow, bro. What's up, dude? It says, what if, and that's a good what if. I like this one. It will get me rambling very well. It says, what if a feminized plant went intersex and pollinated another female plant? Would these seeds be all feminized because there is technically no male involved in this breeding? And one more thing, how likely would these seeds be, uh, how likely would these seeds to be intersex themselves if the intersex was caused by stress and if so is there a way to breed out the intersex gene um okay there's a lot of stuff going on in this message to where i just want to back up and i want to really uh take this one from the beginning so it says and this is a great question but there's a lot to talk about here it says what if a feminized plant went intersex okay so we've got a plant that came from a feminized seed and then at some point in the flower it shows intersex, which means it is a hermaphroditic plant. It's got both male and female uh, parts, so it's going to throw pollen, and it can also receive pollen. That's not mainly what we want in the grow. That is not ideal, but it is what is hypothetically happening. What if uh, we've got a fem plant, and it went intersex, okay, so it showed intersex, and it made pollen, and that pollen uh, pollinated another female plant. Okay, that makes good sense so far. The question is, would these seeds be all femme because there is technically no male involved? Well, now, technically there is no male involved, but we have to go back because you do have a hermaphrodite involved somewhere in the breeding. There is an intersex plant somewhere in the breeding. This plant just didn't turn intersex. This plant is intersex. This plant has always been an asshole. You just had to give it the right environment to express that asshole trait. That's the best way I can describe it. So, uh, there may have not been any male involved in the breeding, which uh, very possibly, very possibly true. There was no male. But at some point in this breeding, there is an intersex plant. That intersex plant could have came from either side of that equation, the pollen donor or the pollen receiver. 
And again, I'm started, I'm talking about the starting female plant, the plant that came from a feminized seed. One of its parents was intersex or one of its parents was intersex. Either way, that intersex trait is in the lineup. And when you bred to it, you put that seed in the appropriate environment and that intersex trait expressed itself. That is a phenotypical expression. Uh, that is a trait. Intersex is a trait just like aroma, just like flavor, just like vigor, just like potency, just like pest resistance. Intersex is a trait and it is in your breeding mix. There's more to the question here. Let me keep reading it. Um, we took a fem plant, it went intersex, pollinated another female plant. So you've got an intersex plant pollinating a female plant. We can't say a female plant anymore because that plant is now intersex. We crossed out that female. It's not a female. This plant is a hermaphrodite that has now pollinated a female plant. Would these seeds be all fem? No, these seeds will not be all fem because they were not made with two female plants. They were made with one hermaphrodite. We crossed out that one. It's not a female anymore. It doesn't get to play female. It's a hermaphrodite. We've seen both parts. It doesn't get to decide its gender. We've seen it. Science, bitch. Uh, it is a hermaphrodite. So that's a hermaphroditic plant that pollinated a female plant, not a female to female. So we've got to correct the whole uh, project here. It's got to be updated and corrected. The data is no longer accurate. So um, we are now taking a hermaphrodite plant and pollinating a female plant. The question says, uh, because technically there's no males. No, there's a hermaphrodite in here. How likely would these seeds be to be intersex themselves if the intersex was caused by stress? The intersex wasn't caused by stress. Uh, it presented itself because of the stress. The propensity, the opportunity for those seeds to be intersex um, is 50-50 in my opinion. You would have to grow them and find out. I definitely wouldn't give any of these seeds to anybody that you like. I would grow them myself, grow a hundred of them before I share any of them. But what you're, so what we've got to correct in this is it was not a female plant. This was not a female to female interaction. This was an intersex plant to a female plant. So your whole idea of the female to female not making any uh, male seeds, uh, that is washed out because you're not using the ingredients which you started, that you thought you started with. So somewhere along the line, what needs to happen, I'm, I'm thinking too many thoughts at once. I'm going to say this one right now. When you're making feminized seeds, what needs to happen is every plant you are breeding with needs to be stress tested and thoroughly, vigorously tested for intersex traits. Every plant in the room that you're going to breed with, the pollen donor, the pollen receivers, all of them. I do a lot of stress testing. I do a lot of uh, selection or a lot of very special selection uh, through when I do breeding, I won't use anything that shows me intersex traits. If it shows intersex for any reason in my room, I avoid breeding with those plants. And if I do breed with those plants, I keep them for myself. I really don't find a reason to even breed to that. Uh, there's no need for that. You said something in here, but is there a way to breed out the intersex gene? Um, why? Just skip it. Don't even do it. Uh, just skip that trait altogether. But what needs to happen is better testing before these plants are bred with. You did not have two female plants. You did not have a solid female on both sides because the breeding somewhere introduced a hermaphroditic plant, and that is showing up again. So the only way I can explain this, I've been trying to find a good way to explain the herm trait in breeding. The best way that I can explain this is if you use any intersex plants in your breeding, imagine I'm going to take this a weird direction. Imagine we are making um, a giant cake. There's a party coming up. It's almost my birthday. Just bringing that up is the, the reason why we're making a cake. My birthday's coming up. We're going to make a gigantic cake, right? But for some reason, we're going to put, we're going to call the hermaphroditic trait poison. We know it's in there. 
I'm just going to sprinkle some poison in my birthday cake. Then we're going to stir it all up and we're going to put it in the oven. We don't know where that poison went in the cake. All the poison could be all at this end of the cake. All the poison could be at this end of the cake. The poison could be sprinkled out a little bit here and there, or it could be evenly uh, spread out homogenous through the entire cake. I don't know where that poison went. That's exactly how I feel when you're breeding with intersex traits in your breeding program. There's poison in there. We don't know where it's going to show up. We don't know how long it's going to take to show up. We don't know how much of it got spread around. We don't know if it's all at this end. We don't know if all of the poison went to this end, but we do know that it's in there. So why do you even want to mess with it? I don't want any of the cake because I know there's poison in that cake. I'm going to go somewhere else and get poison-free cake, which would be a non-intersex plant, which would be a better bred line from a breeder that paid more attention. This line uh, wasn't tested. Uh, intersex traits are going to happen. I can't say that this wasn't tested. Um, intersex is going to happen. Science, nature, they get together, they find a way. Uh, I call it the Jurassic Park theory. James Bean also calls it the Jurassic Park theory. Uh, life will find a way. Uh, life will continue. The cannabis plant's number one goal, we like to think, we like to act like, we like to be egotistical and arrogant and believe that this plant is here to get us high and heal all of our ailments. But guess what? The plant is not thinking about that at all. The plant's number one purpose in life is to reproduce, just like you and me. It just wants to reproduce all day long. It's all it's thinking about. That's why the male plants get taller. Uh, the female plants stay lower so you can drop that pollen onto them. Uh, that's why he takes off a little bit sooner. But the number one purpose of that plant is to reproduce. So you're going to find hermaphroditic traits. Uh, that's just going to happen occasionally. Um, it will happen. It's not uh, It's not 100% preventable. But uh, in my breeding, what I'm saying is I thoroughly test my plants. My Every plant that goes into my breeding program is stress tested. It's abused. We do some damage to it. We do some light testing, some feed testing. Uh, hot, cold, climate changes. We, we run it through the ringer. I used to have a bunch of commercial facilities where we could really abuse these plants. Now you got to do it on smaller areas, but I abuse the shit out of them. If they show me intersex traits, they don't get bred with. That's why my feminized seeds are reliable and we don't see, uh, you don't hear any reports. You don't see it on the internet. People are not saying Irie has herms because I'm doing my due diligence and my work. And it sounds like I don't know who these seeds came from. I don't know where you got these seeds or what this hypothetical question derived from. But this breeder, it sounds like that you're hypothetically creating, may not have done the work, may not have done the due diligence to make sure that those plants were not intersex plants before they went into the breeding room. Let me read the question again because I got rambly. I got way off topic on the, in my head here. If a feminized plant went intersex, so it's a female plant that came from a femme seed, went intersex, pollinated another girl, those seeds will not be femmes because it was a, a herm plant that pollinated them. So, um, and that's another, I'm going to say that's another one of my freaking pet peeves. It drives me crazy when people say that a herm plant will make femmes. I want to know how does that work? It's like, just like I explained, there's poison in there. Poison is going to come out. If you breed, if, if one plant tastes like strawberries and one tastes like chocolate and you breed it, you're going to get chocolate and strawberry. If one of them is a herm, why wouldn't the herm pass right along. How's a herm going to make fems? That's what I want to know. It's one of my major pet peeves. Drives me crazy. All right. My dude, inner city buzz. That was a great question. Please check your email, check your spam folder because you do have a coupon code for a free pack of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pimps and hoes, friends and foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I do want to thank you for listening to a short, quick episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. 
I want to leave this episode with just this topic all by itself. I realize that this one is going to make a good show by itself. We'll make it a quick episode. I'll be back in a week with fresh new content. Make sure you check out the website, iregenetics.com. There's a link to the Discord server. Come join the Discord. Hang out with us. Um, there are probably people in the Smokers Lounge video chat right now talking about growing ganja, talking about life, having a good time, uh, probably taking dabs, smoking a fatty. Come hang out with us. You, my friend, are invited to the Discord server. There's also a link to Irie Direct where you can get the seeds. That's right. Check out the Valentine's Day sale at Irie Direct. Get yourself some discount priced seeds. There's also a link to the Patreon server. Uh, where you can support the show and possibly get free seeds. I have not set up the March Patreon settings yet. Uh, my birthday will be in March. I might not give out freebies. Uh, that might be a birthday month. I might take that one off on Patreon just to uh, to catch up and enjoy the birthday month. I am rambling at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you once again for listening. Um, I'll be back in a week with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Hot Rod. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. <laughs>